and welcome to Seize the GM. If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help. And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt, we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions, concerns, and the fun challenges that every GM will face. We have our ideas, our opinions, and some might even say answers that we want to share. So pull up a chair, dust off your dice, and let us help you seize the GM. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize the GM. It's good to be back, and it's nice to kind of have some uh, downtime, which is something we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. But Zen, are you feeling okay? You you sound a little bit um, stuffy on edge. Stuffy, <laughs> stuffy would be an understatement. Yeah, I I love where I live. It's not at all gross and disgusting with trees spewing forth their grossness all over the world. If you're not listening to this live, <laughs> know that both Zen and I live in areas of the country, of the United States in particular, where there's a significant amount of pollen leaking into the atmosphere. Oh, so okay. that means well, we may be a little bit stuffy, a little bit <laughs> sniffly. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it's also why it was difficult to tell whether or not one had COVID, because it just sounded like whatever normal allergies it's like oh yeah that's just like everyone for the next three months you have a slight headache your nose is runny you're stuffy and you feel kind of and you cough for no apparent reason yeah you might have allergies i mean my blue car is looking kind of greenish yellow right now because of the amount oh i know that is so gross (laughs) which makes you want to stay inside away from everything else going on yeah i don't get that option well that's also called downtime. Oh, staying inside? Yes. Oh. And so that's our segue into the main topic. I'm, they, they can't see the look on my face right now, can they? <laughs> no, I can't either because I don't get to see your face. I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I have no webcam on my computer. Tonight, today, this morning, whenever you hear us, we're talking about downtime in gaming sessions and making downtime fun again and what it means how you handle it what what some of our preferred methods of of kind of dealing with downtime or that time between your adventures happens to be and so without further ado let's do this let's do it so brownie point is one of those where i got that (laughs) Downtime is kind of one of those weird things that happens when, you know, you're not either in the dungeon or space battle or whatever the game is that you're running has as its kind of thing. Now, not this is one of the things not every game has built in downtime as kind of part of how it works. So there's kind of a couple of different ways that you can do it just to kind of get that part out of the way because it's it's kind of a weird thing. And downtime can either be really hand-wavy or it can actually have like codified rules on how to be relaxed. 
to kind of use the fancy $10 words, downtime could be just purely interstitial or liminal. It can purely be the space between the events. And some games assume there is downtime between the active part of your runs, your advanced gaming. Some don't. Some have, like Zen said, codified crunchy information about what happens and how much time does or doesn't pass. Some don't. And so that's what we're going to look at. Uh, I think that it's honestly one of the, the greatest places a GM can shine is in those interstitial components, in those those downtime uh, parts of gaming. And, and hopefully, if any of the people playing in games I may be running are listening, they will know that I'm trying much harder than, than to make it more fun. <laughs> but what is kind of your default method? How do you get a player engaged with downtime, Zen? Well... First of all, I tend to run things now, specifically, even in the past, that do not have any codified downtime mechanics or downtime rules or any of that. So for me, I've always tried to make that downtime one where there's a lot more character interaction with their world because that's kind of what that downtime is. It's a great way because I've run a lot of prior to the last several years, I've run a lot of pretty crunchy systems and most of those didn't have downtime kind of built in. So when you're not doing a lot of the crunchy stuff and you want to kind of flex those role-playing muscles it's a great time to do it is in that down in that downtime so that's i've always been pretty hand wavy with downtime and how it works because i don't want it to feel like the rest of the game that we were already playing Normally, this is where Jules would chime in and say something we would all laugh at and would be absolutely brilliant. Jules, however, is uh, not here. We will go ahead and blame Pollen for that. Whether it's true or not does not matter. Personally, I like to you know, spend time uh, wrapping kind of character advancement into the downtime. Uh, there's, there's always some kind of advancement in a role-playing game, be it the classic leveling up, be it training, whatever that is, I, I like to use that as parts of downtime. Uh, it, it does kind of clip more heavily on to those existing mechanics if they exist. Uh, some games have you know time requirements. How long does it take to raise a 17 decks to an 18 decks? Or how long does it take to get another plus 10 to your knowledge geology? This is where downtime comes in. How does the PC increase that? And so you've got the chance, kind of from my standpoint, to have the relationships with the NPCs like you were describing, and to have a relationship with the world that exists outside of, of the PC's agency sphere. This isn't their target. This isn't their usual kind of environment. And that gives a chance to kind of make the world a little richer. So when using that, it also 
provides a lot of opportunity for the PCs and for the players to provide input onto the world. If they're increasing their knowledge skills, if they're deepening some kind of mental acuity, well, I'm going to give them a chance to tell me a little bit about where they're learning. I'm going to add some flavor too, because then I can hook it in to something else. I can then hook it into uh, some larger structure in the world or to uh, possibly, yes, something I have deviously planned and a seed plotted for the upcoming future. What about you? Oh, I see how it is. I mean, just because I let you start the downtime session and then I kind of use that as a, you know, adventure plot, maybe I'll kidnap your mentor or, or put your favorite, uh, you know, library in danger of being bought by a mega corporate conglomerate. They, what, what else could possibly happen? Oh, yeah, that's true. You, you do have that going for you. So where did mine cut out? Finished full sentences. I was talking. So I just cut out completely? Zen dropped out in the middle of one of my sentences, and so he came back. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I covered it perfectly well and, like, hadn't missed a beat and was going to, you know, stretch it All out. All right. And just ruined it. So now he has to fix this in post. I do it. have to fix this in post. Because I had a really good rambling about how I do downtime. I say you, you, you covered it, and you stopped, and I started talking. Yeah. Perfect sentence trade-off. But you, you know, like to make sure it's not just feeling like the same old game. You got all the way through the, the kind of being a little bit hand-wavy, so it's not just another session. Okay. Yeah, because, so... Those games that are really crunchy do have kind of natural breaks between the action. So it it plays well to use that downtime even within the same session to make it feel completely different because it's so much more role play heavy. And like I was saying, when you, with like a game like Fate, Fate doesn't have that built into it. Fate is kind of, as it's written, it is action sequence, action sequence, action sequence, action sequence. Maybe there's some role playing involved in all of that. And you have different objectives in different scenes. So you can have that kind of built into, the, into that story that you're trying to tell where the players are kind of like, you know, between things, you can just have them sitting somewhere because they're waiting or whatever, and you can just make that into an entire scene that they can then play off of. And that system kind of has it as just another scene in the game. It works really well for that. Well, and there are some, some players who also really enjoy playing the banality of everyday life. <laughs> yes. I, I the am shopping not, trips. I am not one of those players. I'm also not one of those GMs who really enjoys the banality of everyday life sort of sessions. But there are players who do and GMs who, who are inclined to roll with it. And 
that can be an enjoyable downtime period for, for those kinds of players. They, I, I think they are players who inhabit their character more completely maybe than I do and are looking at that they're wanting what they want out of playing the game may relate more to their relationship to their character. Uh, and so that's something else to remember is trying to read the table, which in all fairness is really hard to do online and without video. It can, oh, it is. I've, I've made some failures on table reading with, with online games, but yeah, that is, that is one thing that I do have to say is when you're sitting at the table, it's a lot easier to, to read your players. If you're trying to do it all online with just your voice and their voice coming back at you, you may be completely off base. And they don't, you don't realize it because you're not seeing them, you know, breaking out their phone and, you know, spending 20 minutes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you can't see you the know. eye roll, yeah, you can't see the eye rolls and glaring, it's kind of hard to tell. Right. With downtime, it's also a chance for you as a GM to make sure every player has a moment to shine. We've talked in the past in previous episodes about, you know, some players can steamroll other players in sessions. Some players are playing kind of shyer or, or less aggressive characters and are happy to take a, a backseat. But in downtime sessions, this is your chance to make sure every character and every player has a full opportunity for buy-in. Yeah. Engage their backstory. Uh, that That's the time I most enjoy engaging the backstory that players have given me is, is in their downtime. I have them check on their cousin. I have, you know, one of their old friends ask a favor. I, I do those things and encourage them to interact with the world that way. I also seed future story arcs and larger plot points through this exact method and possibly do things like, you know, kidnap their mentors or challenge their school with a rival. But, you know, that's only when I've been watching Wuxia again. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that is true because downtime is is tricky if you want to do it in a lot more hand-wavy sort of way where you're not really relying on any kind of rules. Now, I'm going to throw this out there because I have seen, like, I know in 5e D&D, &D, they do actually have codified downtime as, like, part of the game now, or at least the parts that I've read. It seems to have that kind of built in of, well, you're not in the dungeon? Well, what are you doing? How do you make like a few extra coins? Or, you know, you want to work on building a, a base for your characters. Well, you do that in downtime now. And they've kind of codified, like if you're going to be in downtime for like a month, you can have events trigger kind of off of a random table. And you know, based on what your skills are, will determine how much money you've made in that downtime. And it's kind of strange to me that that's how they do it, because I get that there's there is already that downtime 
between adventures or whatever. But having to have it codified in the rules just seems a bit heavy handed to me. Well, you're also much more on the, you know, catch as catch can style these days. And something that gives a hook for a character or a player who may not have a particular drive, who, who may be at a kind of place of, eh, I'm not sure. It gives a way for something to happen that they can then build off of. Instead of going, well, I don't know what I'm doing this month, but going, oh, hey, looks like something disastrous happened and you're about to lose money. And what was your highest not combat related skill? Yeah, from that. So tell me about it. Yeah. It gives an in for that kind of an activity. And it's kind of the inverse of games like Cyberpunk, where you have uh, monthly upkeep. Yeah. <laughs> You've got lifestyle costs. They assume stuff happens downtime because you're paying rent. Yeah. And it does provide, you know, impetus for the character to have to stay hungry and, and do things. Uh, and I think those are two kind of good examples of, of extremes, kind of the. We assume stuff happens and take things away from you, or we assume stuff is happening and give you something. Right. So, listeners, friends, fans of Seize the GM, would you like to guess what I'm about to ask of you? That's right. We do want to hear from you. So tell us your favorite use of downtime, either as a GM or your favorite downtime moments as a player on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, Patreon, etc., etc. You know the whole deal. Like, rate, review, leave comments. We appreciate that. We do. It helps. It helps us feel like we're not just screaming, well, talking into the void. So. Whenever we uh, hear from you guys, it it does kind of give us a a lift for quite a few days whenever we hear from you guys. So I just want to throw that out there. I know it does for me. So if I could screen share with you, I'd have like the the gif of of, of the scream from Monk uh, right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, as he said, like, rate, review us. If you feel like throwing a couple shekels our way, we do have a Patreon. And links are on the website and in the show notes at the very bottom. See, we don't even put it at the top like some other people. We put it all the way at the bottom. So you got to go through all of our numerous pages of show notes. I like to write. What can I say? Uh, we're it's about to done. I'd say the main topic's ha- done, but you know, we still have more stuff to do, including really fun stat blocks and ideas coming up. But if you're a patron, your questions are going to get priority, and we've got some special ideas we were talking about right before we recorded to maybe add a little something, extra something, something to your day once you become a patron. Yes. But Zen, what's next? Well, let's go ahead and roll on into our step blocks. System neutral pieces that can be worked into an ongoing game or inspiration for your next big game event. Okay. So, 
Here's the deal. I have been working on doing some floor plans for something, something that might be coming up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post them on the website. And then I'm going to put a link in the show notes to them so that you can go see them. Because not to uh, give away, but they are things that are not on the planet for very long. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so what do you have? Come one and come all to the Palestra Maximus. That's right. We have a special for you and your family this feast fortnight. A 50% off memberships if you agree to a year-long contract. This offers access to the finest gymnasia and colloquia in the land. Palestra Maximus doesn't just provide for your body, but also for your soul. Make an appointment today and come talk to one of our specialists who will ensure that the Palestra Maximus has the right tools for you. Boxing, wrestling, gymnastics, philosophy, philology, ethics, mathematics, and cartography will always be something that you can use. We're happy to see what sort of special tutoring our gymnasiarchs can provide if you are seeking a unique approach to your own improvement. Our unique spaces provide more than enough room to swing a sword, roll a boulder, or ponder the very nature of your existence. We've redone our Excedre, and you can reserve them for sparring or for one of those special tutelage programs. We have everything you could want to better yourself. For your honor, your glory, your family. Palestra Maximus now offering closed exercise rooms for your convenience. Catalog subscribers ask about our ten percent synergy discount. Uh, that still makes me laugh. <laughs> I like it. That is fun. Sometimes you need a gym or a debate club turned up to eleven for your players to go and have downtime in. Yeah, they even totally. offer. Now, now there's closed exercise rooms. It's a new invention for them, yes. <laughs> that is fun. It is actually a lot of fun. Well, I guess, wow, we're just cooking right along, aren't we? It tends to happen when we don't have the, the kind of, how can I say this? unbridled and barely constrained chaotic genius that is jewels it, it can happen <laughs> you'll hear that and feel good that's the important part yeah exactly all right so let's go ahead and flip on into our next segment an uncommon word that helps improve your descriptions with a bit of information about those words as well Okay, you're going to get this. I already know it. It's fine. But the word this time is lacuna. Hole. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wholesome that, and buttery. It's, it's a blank space, a missing part, a gap, hole, 
or defect or flaw? Uh, related to the word lagoon, I believe. Y well, yes, we will get down to that. Uh, I'm right. The, okay. <laughs> the second, uh, which is new Latin from Latin, is one of the follicles in the mucous membrane of the urethra. Okay. Minute cavities in bone or cartilage occupied by the cells, and one of the small pits on the surface of some of the lichens. These are all just kind of like more, it seems like, detailed definitions of it. Um, a gap in the protooxalin resulting from breakdown of proto-oxalin elements during elongation of a root or shoot. And then a depressed space or pit on the outer surface of a pollen grain. Eh? Uh -huh. Pollen. Had to come back for that one. It's Let's all see. connected. Right. <laughs> um... And then one of the spaces among the tissues of lower animals that serves in place of vessels for the circulation of the bodily fluids. And then you have definition three, which is the capitalized version, is a large cosmopolitan genus of chinks that is the type of the family Lacunidae but was often formerly included in, oh boy, Litor India, which is just another... Litor in a day? Maybe, yeah. Sea snail? Could be, yeah. Okay. So, but apparently that's what it is. <laughs> it's a very long word with many, many definitions. Uh, the origin is Latin, which is pit, cleft, or pool. And it derives actually from lagoon. Yes. And it's, yeah. And its first known use is 1652 in its original form, which was the first definition. And its lookup popularity is in the top 2% of words. Hmm. I guess it comes up a lot. Yeah, and I was actually kind of surprised by that. But... Or you could make a joke about, you know, it not falling through the cracks. <laughs> you would. But that is one of the things that uh, I have... I actually went ahead and... I, I sprung for the Webster, um, like unabridged um, access. So I actually get more information and kind of cleaner things, so that I can uh, I can cite words now with just like copy and paste. I don't have to just say where, you know, we, because we use Merriam-Webster for like all of our lexicon because I've always been a fan of dictionaries. I remember when I was a little kid, I used to sit down and just 
read through the dictionary. I was that kind of nerd. But let's go ahead and uh, hit these closing remarks and and go ahead and and kind of call this one done. Well, I mean, it's always good to be have a nice tight show sometimes. Uh, but for my closing remarks and going to, with our downtime theme, I'm going to recommend you pick up or read the graphic novel for Damage Control. It's a Marvel comic series, a couple of limited series and one shots uh, about the downtime superhero world or the insurance of the superhero world, really. Uh, it was co-created by Dwayne McDuffie and it humorously chronicles what happens when you try to operate a construction and insurance company in the Marvel Universe. Expressly determined to be kind of a sitcom in the Marvel Universe, it was uh, I believe 1989 when it first came out uh, and is available through a link in the doodly-doo. And is, uh, I mean, they're, they're, there's hulks. They smash. What exactly does an insurance company do in a world where there are hulks that smash? Right? Or I would if not, not a, want to be an in insurance. Well, there, there's also the issue that involves a certain green-caped metal-faced uh, monarch having an account <laughs> that is uh, owing uh, in the accounts receivable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well... Let's see, what do I have for closing remarks? I think what I'm going to suggest is that you watch a movie. And that movie is because it is just that kind of a day for me. Is Mars Attacks. <laughs> because we're ack. going through. Yeah, right. Ack, ack. Ack, 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 ack. We have been, my wife, who is absolutely amazing, has been digitizing our entire DVD, CD. Stop it! <laughs> so she has been totally... God, stop it! No. So my, um, puh. Stop it! Hush. Good God. <laughs> I think the listeners will accept Chicago noises. It's okay. Oh my gosh, she is just so loud. Um, but no, Mars Attack is awesome. It's it's silly, but it's fun at the same time. And it's kind of brainless you don't really have to engage much to to enjoy the movie and you never know you might actually come up with some weird ideas i've i know i've thought about like you know maybe not martians but something invading and taking over portions i'm not going to say that i actually tried to run a sort of version of Twilight 2000 back in the early 90s that might have in fact been instead an alien invasion that I used that rule set for. 
It was also based on a series of collectible cards that were offered in the midst part of the 20th century, which is where some of the particular images come from. There are specific jokes and callouts to certain Mars attacks, uh, trading cards. Yeah. Oh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, like we always say you can draw inspiration for things from the most unlikely sources. And I don't think I had seen Mars Attacks. I don't even think Mars Attacks existed when I started working on that idea originally that never got played because yeah, it would have been horrible. Um, now I could do a way better job of it. And I might actually do that at some point. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you should definitely check it out if for no other reason than you know isn't isn't pierce brosnan the uh the main like scientist so yes. many so yeah many. <laughs> yeah like yeah, okay yeah. here it is there's jack Nicholson, glenn close uh annette benning pierce brosnan danny devito it it is an amazing cast and a whole lot of crazy fun and I'm just going to say there is a character that is a dog with a woman's head. And we'll leave it there. So until next time. See what happens when we're left unsupervised or more to the point. I know, right? When Zen is, is left crazy? unsupervised. I know. That's the worst time, actually. That means so, you can sign up for recurring charges at the Palestra Maximus. It's true. So, until next time, guys, have fun. Roll some dice. And we will see you all in two weeks. Here at Seize the GM. Thanks for checking in. It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our time. We hope that you had a great time with us and could hardly wait to share the next show. In the meantime, let us know how you handled this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM. And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice, or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement intended and no claim of ownership is Once again, thanks to you, our listeners. We hope you gained some ideas for your ongoing games. Or the inspiration to run your first get out there and play some games. Roll some dice. Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.